Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think that the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi, and welcome to The Skin Reel. I'm your host, Dr. Mina. Thanks so much for joining us. This week, we're gonna be talking all about sunscreens and how to pick the best one. We'll also be covering what SPF means and some of the controversies surrounding sunscreens recently. So hopefully you all know that wearing sunscreen every day is a great way to protect your skin from harmful UVA radiation. And some patients of mine are under the impression that you only have to wear sunscreen if you're going to the beach or you're gonna be spending significant time outside. And that is completely false. We get ambient sun damage, a lot more of it than we realize every single day. So just like brushing your teeth, set your sunscreen out next to your toothpaste and put it on every single morning, whether it's raining, cloudy, sunny, whether you're going to be going into an office or whether you're going to be going outdoors. If you just consistently put it on every single morning. You don't have to think about it and you're not going to worry about those times when the clouds clear up and it's sunny when you leave the office or you're sitting next to a window or you're driving for an hour and you're getting sun damage through that window. So the best tip I can advise is just make it a daily occurrence. Don't make it something you even think about. Make sure you're wearing your sunscreen every single day, and you're going to want to cover all the skin that's exposed. So for me, being in an office, I cover my face and uh, my neck, but I don't put it on my arms simply because I am doing surgery and I am cleaning my arms and my hands thoroughly between patients. So for me, I put it on my face and neck in the morning, and then at the end of the day, if I'm headed out or going to be outdoors, then I will apply it to my arms as well. So when I was about 22, I started realizing the importance of sun protection and wearing sunscreen. I had someone ask me how old I was, and they thought I was a lot older than I was. They thought I was in my late 20s instead of my early 20s because I was starting to get some fine lines around my eyes. And I have to admit, I was tanning a bit and I have pretty fair skin. So tanning for me required burning first, which would then fade to a tan. And I wasn't wearing sunscreen. So I was getting more sun exposure and sun damage than even I realized, but it was already making me look older than I was. And when that person thought I was in my late 20s and I was only in my early 20s, I was super offended and I realized I need to start taking better care of my skin. And so that is really the day I decided to stop tanning and to actually start wearing sunscreen. And this was before I became a doctor and a dermatologist. So those were the the errors of my youth and hopefully you won't make the same mistakes. But if you have, it's never too late to turn a new leaf. 
and start wearing sunscreen. So how do you know which sunscreen to pick, what to use? It can be quite overwhelming if you go to the drugstore or the mall. There are so many choices and it's really hard to know which one to choose. So when I am advising my patients on sunscreen, the first thing I tell them to look for is an SPF of 30 or higher. So SPF stands for sun protective factor. And this is basically a calculation based on the dose of ultraviolet radiation that is required to cause reddening on the skin with the sunscreen versus without the sunscreen. So it does not tell you anything about the time. It is just calculated based off of UV dosage. The good news is that a SPF of 30 will protect you from 97% of the sun's harmful UV radiation and actually specifically UVB radiation. The higher the SPFs, SPF 50, SPF 80, SPF 100, are really only going to give you a small incremental increase in protection. And so that's why as dermatologists, we really just say SPF 30 or higher is sufficient. Now, I don't know if you caught earlier, but I mentioned that SPF is just calculating protection from UVB radiation. And the sun has several types of radiation, um, UVC. However, that doesn't penetrate and reach us, UVB. And then you've got the longest wavelength, which is UVA radiation. And SPF is not calculated based on UVA protection. And so I will then tell my patients, once they find a sunscreen with SPF 30 or higher, to then make sure the sunscreen says that it is broad spectrum. If it says broad spectrum, then you can rest assured that it will cover UVA and UVB radiation, okay? If it just says SPF 30, you are only getting the UVB protection. So make sure it says UVA and UVB or broad spectrum coverage. A lot of times patients will say, well, which sunscreen is the best? And there's really not a best sunscreen for every single person. The best sunscreen is one that you like how it feels and you are going to put it on every single day, regardless of the weather outside or your activities. And a lot of these sunscreens can be quite affordable. You don't have to spend $50, $100, etc., on very fancy, very expensive sunscreen. You don't even need a separate sunscreen for your face and your body. And I find this works really well for a lot of my patients who want to keep it simple. They just want one sunscreen. They can put on everything. They don't want a separate one for their face and body. That is unnecessary. The only reason why I use a different one on my face and body is that I do prefer a slightly more uh, elegant feel for the one I use on my face so that I can layer it with makeup if I want. And for my body, I'm less concerned about that. But again, there is no reason why you can't use the same sunscreen on your whole body if you want. When you're looking at sunscreen, you may also see that there is a difference between physical sunscreens, what we call physical blockers, and then you've got chemical sunscreens. And a lot of times the ingredients are mixed together and there'll be some of each in your sunscreen. But let's take a deeper dive into physical sunscreens or physical blockers. These are going to be your inorganic or mineral sunscreens, and they will have ingredients like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. These physical blockers act like a shield on the skin. So they prevent the UV radiation from penetrating into the skin 
and they sort of bounce it back almost as if you have a shield covering your skin. They are not absorbed into your skin. They are just, again, blockers that sit on top of the skin. And they cover both UVA and UVB radiation. We recommend physical blockers for babies under the age of two since we know that the ingredients are not absorbed into the bloodstream. Some of the drawbacks of physical blockers, which are becoming less and less of an issue nowadays, they tend to leave a white or chalky residue. Sometimes this can be cosmetically concerning for patients, and especially in individuals with darker skin types, it can leave a sort of white, even purpley kind of sheen or residue, which is not appealing for patients. So it's important to to try it on, rub it in, make sure you like how it looks and feels on your skin. But that is probably the biggest drawback with these physical blockers is that there can be sort of a white chalky residue on the skin. Chemical sunscreens are going to be your organic sunscreens. And those are going to include chemical agents like oxybenzone, avobenzone, and octanoxate, to name a few. These are absorbed by the skin, and they actually absorb the UV rays very much like a sponge. And they turn them and convert them into non-harmful wavelength, like infrared light. So that's how the chemical sunscreens work. With the chemical sunscreens, you want to apply, and then you want to let them soak in for about 15, 20 minutes. So the physical sunscreens, you can go straight outdoors. It's going to work immediately, again, because it's just that sort of shield on your skin. With chemical sunscreens, you need to give them some time to absorb before heading outdoors. Depending on which chemicals are used in the chemical sunscreens, they may block UVA, UVB, or if it says broad spectrum, then it will include coverage for both. So you want to just make sure you read and see that it does cover both wavelengths. Now, um, you may be familiar with a study that was done by the Journal of the American Medical Association, where they looked at the absorption of some of these common chemical sunscreens or sunscreen agents. And they found that after applying multiple times a day over four days, that these chemicals were found in the bloodstream and at levels that were higher than the FDA threshold, which basically means that further ongoing safety studies are being performed. So it's unclear what this means exactly. It's unclear if this is safe or not safe. This study simply showed that these chemical ingredients were being absorbed through the skin into the bloodstream and further research is being done. If you are concerned about this, then I would definitely recommend that you stick to a purely physical sunscreen which is not going to be absorbed by the skin at all. So again, stick with something that says zinc or titanium-based, and you won't have to worry about absorption. So a talk on sunscreen would not be complete without also talking about some of the controversy around the coral reefs. So in the last probably 10 years or so, there's been a lot of talk on whether some of the ingredients in sunscreens are damaging the coral reefs. And of course, this is certainly a concern for our environment and something we would want to avoid if, in fact, this is the case. So some studies have raised some concerns that oxybenzone and octanoxate may be damaging the coral reefs. And 
this has not been totally borne out to be fact, but there have been some studies suggesting this. But there have also been some other studies suggesting that rather than the chemical ingredients causing coral reef damage, this may simply be an effect of global warming rather than the chemicals themselves. Regardless, the state of Hawaii and Key West, Florida have actually banned these two ingredients in their sunscreen starting in 2021. So again, if uh, you are concerned about the coral reefs and that these ingredients may be harming it, then your best bet would be to stick to a physical sunscreen or a sunscreen that does not contain oxybenzone or octanoxate at least until further studies can be done where we can know definitively whether we need to avoid these agents. And just remember, you know, sunscreen is going to help protect your skin from UVA radiation, but it's not a hundred percent. And there's some other factors that play a role. So uh, one of the main factors is that we simply don't apply sunscreen probably as thickly as we should, or as, as much as is used in these studies. So you just want to be cognizant that even when you are wearing an SPF 30, that perhaps you didn't apply as much as you should have. And so your 30 may be acting more like a 20 or a 25. Also, if you are spending out time outdoors in the midday sun, just remember that sun is extra powerful, extra strong between about 10 and 2, and to keep that in mind. And even on cloudy days, the sun is still out there in the sky. It hasn't gone away. The clouds are going to absorb some of that radiation, but the radiation is still penetrating through and will still reach you, just not as strongly. So even on rainy days, it's important to still, or cloudy days, have your sunscreen on. Make it like brushing your teeth, something you just do habitually every day when you wake up. And it will help your skin stay young, youthful, and protected from skin cancers and precancers. Thanks so much for joining. Tune in next week for our next episode. Hi, skin friends. While my mom, Dr. Mina, is a board-certified dermatologist, she is not your dermatologist. The topics and opinions in this podcast are for educational and entertainment purposes only and are not intended for personal medical advice, please consult with your own dermatologist or medical specialist before making any medical decisions concerning your health. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for our show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time.